This is Down the Hall Podcast with your hosts, Chet Jobert. It's Black Hawk Down with Aliens. What's the problem? Rodney Hart. Oh, definitely would have been Team Jake. Not the vampire. You don't root for a vampire. And if you're lucky, Lyndon Wells. I thought Chet was going to launch into his terrible British accent again. Beer Garden. Beer Garden was pretty spot <laughs> that was on. pretty good. No, he definitely got that. Welcome back to another episode of Down the Hall Podcast. Uh, we have Lyndon presently with us. He came back to visit. He couldn't leave us alone. Again? I've only come for... 12 hours just to do this podcast. Unbelievable, the commitment this guy shows to this yeah, show. Yeah, it was a, I mean... And despite the eye contact making me feel very uncomfortable. Is it still making you uncomfortable? Really, just then, very uncomfortable. Thou dost protest <laughs> too much. Well, Is it the smile or the eyes? Don't make me get my corn dog out. You Ooh. keep your corn dog tucked away. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sweating. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, Lyndon is... Uh, is here because he hasn't left yet. We're recording this probably several we- weeks back from when you're now listening to it. Uh, but we are looking at another top 10 list. That is top 10 sports films, uh, which I guess I underestimated how many how many good sports films there were out there for us to choose from. Similar to war, war films, there's been a lot of attempts at them. But we'll get to that. Uh, typically, what we do is we look to take back movie night because the average person wastes 115 hours every year just looking for a movie to watch uh rodney if i were to give you an extra 115 hours how would you spend it recently i realized that there are more episodes of law and order svu so episodes way back we talked about how much we liked it's just law a, and order SVU. it's just a terrible show that is somehow a great show i oh, can't stop watching it it's just is formulaic the, is it a, the follow-up to murderous affairs what it's, happens uh, is the after predecessor to murderous affairs it, or it's the more is the point it's right? the more dramatic you know acted version of of murderous affairs I'm, it's always murders well it's always murderous affairs to some degree but it's more you know it's you get the full thing it's less news-based but more acted and what is svu stand for special, special victims, victims unit, unit. Oh, high nice. five buddy <laughs> You two couldn't wait to do that. <laughs> it's a great show. It's somehow. a great show. Somehow, long, long running, running night running stop doing what you're doing. doing. I'm feeling this is not good. Not good. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So, 115 hours. You're gonna you're gonna watch the uh, the next SVU. I've got a new answer. I, I'm gonna echo everything you say until it drives you absolutely insane. Well, insane. you you already did it. So did it. Well done. Did it. Done. Done. I don't know how you get a podcast, but you should look into it. Yes, of course, it's down the hall. Because I'm psyched. And here we go. All right, so we're going to get to the list, but I guess the first thing we need to do is is talk about how we define the list. There's so many to choose from, so many sports films to choose from. And, you know, we included racing in our consideration. We considered, I think, even, you know, we talked about... We talked about things. Yeah, we did talk about a few things. Well, I think we, we basically decided that a sports movie... We were pretty generous of what we would consider sports, you know, so yeah. racing, fighting, UFC, etc. But if there's a movie we, about water polo out there, we would have included that too. But what we were strict about is that it really had to be a movie defined by the sport. It couldn't be a movie that had sports as a backdrop, but was mostly about something else. So, so like Moneyball, for instance. Moneyball, yeah. I think, is a really well done film. It has... You know, obviously baseball being centered to it, but it's really about the business side of things. Same same goes for Jerry Maguire. Right. Jerry Maguire would be one that I, I really liked, but because 
it's not quite as much about this. There's obviously sports are integral to it. So for all of those people, we're just preemptively getting out ahead of all the people who said we didn't pick your favorite one by telling you that's the criteria that we adhere to. And that, that criteria left out one of Chet's favorite as well, the wrestler. The wrestler. I did like that a lot. And I think what we came to the conclusion of was that it was mostly a drama about someone who was facing career burnout and really trying to rebuild his family life and kick some addictions, where I think that what he was doing for a career was less the focus. I think we we kind of decided that to be a sports film within our, our set criteria had to finish with a big finale kind of of that sport, whether yeah. it's boxing, whether it's uh, ice hockey. It has to have a kind of big finale. Right. It kind of kicks off the uh, not just the that is the emotional and the climax of the film. Right, the climax is defined by the sport. Almost, yeah, exactly. You know, that it can't happen outside of the sport. Um, so why don't we get right to the list, uh, Ronnie? You're leading us off with number ten. All right. So at number ten, we have uh, Million Dollar Baby. So this was uh, the story of um, Hillary Swank, and you know she trains up to be a boxer with Clint Eastwood, who was kind of a formerly famous uh, trainer who no longer wanted to be no longer wanted to do it um but i mean it was a i think it was all one that we we kind of agreed is uh i feel like boxing are, are staple staple movies um yeah there were a lot of boxing ones I to think, choose yeah, through the boxing films are kind of defined the the sports film genre they have a very strict structure how uh, they start off there's lots of training montages they get a knockdown then they have to build up to find mm-hmm. themselves back up again in a big finale yeah there's something too about the sport itself because i guess it's so individual that lends itself well i feel like you yeah, know to like success and failure like it's really clear to be able to show a really good round or yeah. you know even comp- though it probably shows far too many headshots like <laughs> yeah. there's far too many haymakers that get landed in boxing movies where you go like no they'd be dead like that's <laughs> no. bad boxing but um especially compared to team sports as well it's a lot easier to make uh individual sports more cinematic mm-hmm. yeah and i think to be fair we maybe left off a few boxing films that Probably should have been considered, but because we wanted to do more variety of the type of sports we were looking at. Yeah, I mean, or should we go ahead and say that we don't have Raging Bull on here now? So, <laughs> yeah, which is that, and, and we're saying we've which got Million Dollar Baby. I haven't a lot of people seen. Gonna, I, I haven't someone seen just Raging Bull. Yeah. So you're I, kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll show you Rage. <laughs> Raging Bull is kind of considered in many circles as the ultimate sports and boxing film. Right. So not for us. Just getting just getting ahead of it. Because uh, we're just being honest. Well, I, I haven't seen it. I don't know if you guys have seen well, it. Well, I but. think one thing that we've always talked about when we do our top tens is all we can do is measure the ones that meant something to us. And so sometimes that's generationally specific. Although I think the three of us do a pretty good job of trying to stretch outside of our own generation when we look at films. This one, to me, though, I understand the appeal. I have seen it. I get it. But to me, this Million Dollar Baby is, you know, in modern day cinema, I think a great pick for us. I think, I think what... Uh, thing i agree with chet and i'm leaning towards raging bull is a film i appreciate and can see a lot of the merits but i don't necessarily love all right so number nine is coach carter now this is one that might be a surprise to some people because i think that there's a lot of people who think this is nothing more than an average film um you know mid-2000s release uh but it's one that for me i loved you know uh, basketball is a sport that i gravitate towards maybe the most. And what I think I especially appreciate about Coach Carter is that the human relationships felt very authentic. The uh, the the conflict of this kind of inner city town that, that really just 
is kind of given up on itself. And the only pride it has left is the high school basketball team and the new coach in town who has a certain way he wants to run things and how he kind of has a bigger, deeper perspective to what these kids really should be focused on in their life and what basketball can teach them and just sort of the conflict that that presents. But the other part that I found that I appreciated was that the basketball scenes themselves were felt very authentic as well. And not that that has to be the case in all of these, but we did make fun of how a lot of boxing films have these haymakers and such. But yeah, I feel like it's a staple of a lot of sports movies that sometimes you see it and you think, boy, None of you played this sport, huh? Like, I've had that with, we discussed it, we, the, the rugby film Invictus. Yeah. I was like, this is an American trying to show rugby. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I would say? Like, even if I'd probably be a little bit more forgiving in the sense that, you know, okay, it doesn't have to be a perfect representation of the sport, but I do think there's something to be said for the fact that I can fully enjoy this movie without being distracted by any unrealistic scenes, any un- unrealistic basketball scenes. It's mm-hmm. like, if I'm not noticing the basketball, it probably means it looks pretty normal. Like Zach Efron isn't the star basketball player Ooh, you're saying. Now you're saying for sure that we left that off our list, High School Musical? That's, I don't think I mean I don't think that it's a movie defined by sports, so it would have been on our list just oh, clearly didn't meet our criteria. Lennon, what's number 8? Uh so I think this is a, a big moment for the podcast. We've discussed him lots and lots before uh and usually as one to avoid and he's got to the point where even in the films we haven't seen with him in, we're like probably best to avoid them. Uh, so it is Adam Sandler himself in Happy Gilmore. So this is uh, the ultimate kind of sports film comedy. Uh, it's got endlessly quotable film. Uh, you eat pieces of shit for breakfast. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's all in the hips. And it's got uh, also so many great performances. Um, I wasn't ready for you to sing anything. <laughs> I'm uh, always ready for you to sing anything. <laughs> well, I, I have been told. Uh, I've got the voice of an angel. Um, By who? I heard him say it about himself earlier today. <laughs> yeah. You can't quote My yourself. Mom. Yeah, there you go. And uh, and it also, it's got so many good um, supporting cast characters as well. Uh, ben Stiller is a great character. This oh, is yeah. like the the nursing home orderly. Hey, he's so funny and really sinister. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so sinister. Yeah. He's he's just terrible to all of the yeah. old people. No, but but so nice to the families. Uh, the families of the older people being dropped off at the nursing home. Yeah, and this was a run of this is when I thought Adam Sandler was at his best. This run of like mid to late nineties comedy movies, right? With Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, those types. Where yeah. now, where he is now, is just like. Gosh, it's just you know useless. There's no time for it. This is Adam Sandler's high mark, isn't it? And it also has Carl Weathers in, who's brilliant in it. Mm-hmm. Apollo Creed, right? Yeah, who may feature later in the list. Ooh. And uh, I've got a lot of time for Shooter McGavin. I think he's hard done by in this film. I think he's he the is, real yeah. hero. Yeah, I, I got to say, there are so many great characters. There's, I think it's just well done, yeah. I don't know why Adam Sandler stopped trying, but this is this is one of those movies that makes it abundantly clear that he stopped trying. Yeah. Uh, the only last thing I'll say is that I feel like a different generation would have had Caddyshack as as their answer to you know the comedy that, golf golf comedy that found its way onto the list. Agreed. Yeah. All right, number seven we have Karate Kid. No, not the one with uh, Jaden Smith. <laughs> was that called Karate Kid? It was. Mm. I think it's called The Karate Kid. Mm. I feel like they had to change it up, right? You can't call it the same thing. 
I just wanted to be I wanted to be known as like, well, there's a Karate Kid, but then there's the Karate Kid, like the one that we should be talking about. No, we're talking about the original, uh, Mr. Miyagi himself. Right? May he rest in peace. Uh, now, what about? Have you guys seen anything? Was it the YouTube channel that's doing? Um, like the Cobra Kai stuff or something uh, yeah, like that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. It's, is it really? It's really funny. The adult version brilliant. of uh, the Daniel Sun. Yeah, and, uh, it's yeah. it's funny. And it what's oh, what's the name of the? I've forgotten the name of the character. Who's the name? Of the guy fights Cobra Ralph Kai Machio. <laughs> no, okay, not Ralph Machio. Cobra. So Sam. again, similar to Shooter McGavin. Uh, the guy he fights uh, uh, the horrible Cobra Kai team like Johnny he comes out as like the hero in this YouTube series and it's brilliant yeah I mean uh, Karate Kid's classic it's like as classic as Back to the Future you know it's it's maybe not the perfect film but like I said you know like a sports film classic we'd be hard pressed to keep this one off the list yeah it's a classic 80s films of its time there are so many kind of like teen sports films coming out this time this is one of the best with with good Music montages. Yeah, great training montages. Now, number six is one that I feel like should belong a little bit higher up on the list. It's one that uh, maybe personally, personally so, because it's a 10 out of 10 for me. That would be Miracle. A Miracle is one. It's the story of the 1980 uh, U.S. Olympic team comprised of mostly college students competing against the perennial Olympic champions, uh, Russia, Team and Russia, evil, yeah, the evil bad guy Ivan Drago, Russians, <laughs> the Russians that you never hear actually speak in the film, and we, all... we don't give them time to have dialogue. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. can watch them wor- mouth words to each other. Yeah, That's yeah, they're it. enemies. And why... They're all called Petrov. Yeah, why would we be interested in hearing them, hearing <laughs> <Yeah>. from them? <laughs> Who wants to hear two sides of an argument? <laughs> yeah. We only got time for. We one know side. our truth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kurt Russell plays the coach in this, and um, I don't know. Maybe it's because growing up in Massachusetts, you we knew of and heard of and even knew people who you know were connected to these actual players themselves. My dad went to high school with Jim Craig, the, the goalie of the of the hockey team, and I just think like the, the way the movie's done, it's so riveting. I feel like. I remember just certain scenes were pretty heart pounding, even though I knew the result of, you know, I know that they beat Russia. I know that they go on to win the gold. Um, But the way that I think the cinematography kind of employs the, just the, the intensity of the moment, and it really brings you into it. And you can kind of feel the clock ticking down when they have the lead and you just desperately want them to hold on to it and be able to advance. Uh, I think it's such a well done movie for me. It does belong higher in the list. It's our number six. How do you guys feel about movies that you know the ending to, like based on a true story. Based on a true yeah. story, and like, how do you feel? Like, do you do you wish you didn't know the ending, or is there something is there something satisfying about knowing the ending but watching them get there? I didn't know the ending of Titanic, <laughs> but that was emotional for you. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. It all depends on how well the film is made. I think if there's um, enough of a, an emotional investment in the characters and the story brings you along and you feel the tension with the characters, then it, to a certain extent, it doesn't matter. Okay. Let me ask you, I guess, let me ask this. Would it, would it, in all cases, if you didn't know the ending, would it be better? Yes. It would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think so. I think like Lion, I didn't know the ending to, uh, despite it being a true story. Great and sports film. By the time it ended, it, just using an example, by the time it ended, I, I told you I was like, Rodney, this movie's so good. When it ends, you're gonna say, "There's no way that that could have been true." Like if it was a yeah. if it was a fictional story, you'd be like, "Well, that's not believable." Mm. But it was a true story, and you're like, "How? How is that? How yeah. did that happen?" I guess that yeah, I, I agree with that. That's, that's why, why I, some 
perhaps some fictional sports films perhaps have that edge. Yeah, right. I feel like it is an edge that that you have. And then, you know, I guess just knowing the actual unbelievably true story or something like that makes it makes it interesting to but watch it depicted. For me, because a lot of the best sports films are based on American sports. A lot of the time, I don't know the result. It's like a famous story maybe in America, especially with some films higher up on the list that I've never heard of. So for a lot of people, it is an unknown. Yeah. But to that point, if this was a fictional story and there was this you know, co- group of college kids that beat Team Russia, you'd say, oh, that's uh, so American. This is ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. right. But it really happened, yeah. you know, in the height of the Cold War, which is yeah. obviously something that played into it big time. And it is a great film and the director of the uh, Miracle, we will come up, maybe come up again later. But um, the reason I think I forced it a little bit lower down the list, I think it was a bit too Disneyfied and the the emotional, like heart-pounding, soaring score was a bit too much at some points. So yeah, yeah, I get the emotion and the tension. You don't need to slap me over the face with it. Ooh, slap shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to number five. So at number five, we have Cool Runnings. So we've added in an, yet another kind of more more comedic option here. Yet another true story. Yet another true story. Uh, I guess this really falls into that category that when I watched this as a kid, I guess I assumed, uh, well, no, I didn't know anything that was actually going to happen. But basically, it's the story of the Jamaican bobsled team who competed in the 90-something Olympics. Was it 96, 92? That sounds right, yeah. Um, maybe it was earlier than that. But uh, in any case, it's, it features John Candy as their coach who uh, was formerly a like famous coach who gets tasked with or you know signs up to, to be the coach of the Jamaican bobsled team. Obviously, the inherent comedy is that why would they ever be good at bobsled? They have no opportunity to be around ice or anything like it. Um, but I don't know. Just a wonderful story. I've, a lot of individual characters that are memorable that still stand out to me having seen it, you know, many years ago. Um, so yeah, I don't know anyone who's seen this movie and didn't like it. I mean, that, that, oh, yeah. like the rewatchability is something we always factor into when rating any movie. I think, I think the three of us yeah. weigh that very heavily. The rewatchability of Cool Runnings, right? People love it. And that has to be on our list. Yeah, it's yeah. a great family film, isn't it? I think it is. And I don't know if many people would think to put this on a sports list, but I'm actually pretty proud of us for finding for, for coming across this one and job, thinking guys. to put it. Well yeah. done, guys. Good, Fill good the rhythm. Job. Fill the rhyme. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get on up. It's bobsled time. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, what about the bathtub scene? You guys yeah. want to do that scene in a little uh, bit? We should do. We should, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, to pre- just to prepare in the event that we ever need to get down a bobsled. Uh, so coming off of that comedy, we have another one here that kind of feels like a comedy at times. Rodney, what's number four? <laughs> uh, so at number four, we have another comedy and true story. So we're really on a roll here uh, with I, Tonya. So I, Tonya being the... Uh, well, almost Oscar-considered movie. I don't know how you are almost Oscar-considered other than to say that I thought it should have been. Well, it was almost yeah, Oscar-considered by us. We did our was, uh, we ranked last year's Oscar considerations, and we said, well, there are nine, so what's the tenth? I, Tanya, And yeah. it ranked number two for We us. ranked it higher yeah. than most of the ones <laughs> on the list. Uh, and also near and dear to our heart because Paul Walter Hauser, who had played one of the main you know, central characters, characters to the whole crazy story that is the tanya harding story mm-hmm. yeah. joined our show which was I said, we episode. watched it again recently i'm like was he actually in that film or did they just get the real guy she yeah, watched some it, of the interviews it's he crazy is so he is so it. spot on with it and two another movie that i didn't really know this story all that well uh before going to see it so for me i think it was 
far more interesting knowing, not knowing where, you know, what the punishment was going to be, what was going to happen. Uh, I vaguely knew some of the details, but so I didn't know this story at all. And I remember after seeing it, talking to my mum and dad about it, like, yeah, we all watched it. And apparently it's still one of the most watched sporting events in history. Which is wild, yeah, right? Yeah, crazy. I think I said when we when we were kind of focusing on it more for an episode that I think the first athletes I came to know as a young kid were Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. I think those were the first two athletes that I was aware of. And it was such a massive story. But I think what I loved, especially about this one, is that this movie had such a fun pace to it or entertaining pace to it. it was so And style. Yeah, you know, breaking the fourth wall and, you know, yeah. a story, a scene that's told from one character's perspective and then shifted to from another's. Um, fantastically acted, you know, all around. I think compared Great to the film. rest of the list, it really mixes up the the sports film genre and plays with it a lot and moves around the timeline a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Times feels like a heist movie. Yeah, right. I mean, it probably gets closest to not fitting into our criteria, but I think we thought it was defined enough by Tanya Harding's ice skating and yeah. success on the ice that it deserved to be considered a sports movie. So recapping where we've gone so far, we started out at number 10 with Million Dollar Baby. Uh, number nine was Coach Carter, followed by Happy Gilmore. Coming in at number seven was Karate Kid, followed by Miracle. Cool Runnings was our number five pick, and then we just said I, Tanya at number four. It's interesting to me that we had a boxing movie, a basketball movie, golf, karate, hockey, bobsled, and then figure skating. So a wide variety here, guys. Well, before we go to our top three, let's hear what the listeners had to say. We had a huge variation in terms of uh, and what their huge. answers were. Huge. Uh, bartender Nate said, Worlds Colliding. Never yes, heard you know? of it. I haven't heard of that. No, I don't think I've seen it either. What is it up? I don't know. Lyndon, look it Lyndon, up while we keep going. Yeah. Kevin on Cape Cod said Slapshot. Bartender Nate also said Slapshot. I wanted to mix it up a little have bit. Have you guys seen Slapshot? Yeah, I have. It's about the, the brothers who are in the NHL, right? I have no idea. You haven't seen it? Oh. Bash Brothers? I don't know. The way you said it was the Bash Brothers. That's uh, that's Mighty Ducks. Troy in Kansas City said The Blind Side. Mm-hmm. That's like a TV movie, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I do think it's a TV movie. It's like a really, really good Lifetime movie. It's, yeah, it's a TV movie with Sandra Bullock in, so it yeah. got a cinema release. Yeah. <laughs> Mark in Massachusetts agreed with us and said Miracle. Is that um, Marky Mark? Oh, it may be. <laughs> Mark in Massachusetts. Yes. <laughs> no, his would be The Fighter. <laughs> or yeah. invincible anything with me in it that's not nice. <laughs> <Mark Wahlberg. laughs> i was gonna just do a regular person accent and i realized as i started to talk oh they might be thinking that this is supposed to be a boxing accent <laughs> ben in massachusetts says rudy which is a classic uh, one yeah it's classic i didn't particularly care for it i feel like i had to watch it as a kid and didn't like it colorado rob said mighty ducks and the sandlot it's a good choice. The Sandlot's a personal favorite of yours, isn't it? I Chip? love the Sandlot. I love the Sandlot. The Mighty Ducks. I watch it on every every year at Fourth of July. I remember when my dad brought home D three, the third Mighty Ducks, and I didn't realize they had made a third movie, and I thought life could not get any better. <laughs> didn't I say this? Was it in the second one where they're like paying for Team USA, and uh, like yeah, one of them's so. worried about one of the kids is worried about a scout in the crowd or something. And uh, he's like, oh, I've got to impress this scout. Really looking out for him. Like, what team are you trying to play for? The world? What's the next? Where are you going with this? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You know what's kind of a cool story is, is uh, my, so my, I, I had a friend growing up who was obsessed with those movies, the Mighty Ducks. And then obviously there's the actual NHL team called the Mighty Ducks. Who so were named after. Uh, named after the, the, the movies. But then he grew up and he actually got drafted by the Ducks into the NHL. How cool is that? Full circle. Crazy, man. All right. 
Next one. Um, so Chris, both Chris and Angelo in New Jersey. So they both happen to be in New Jersey. They both said Rocky. They would. Why? No, Rocky's a good That's Philadelphia. I know, but it just feels like a Jersey thing. Angel in Kansas City says, "Remember the Titans." Uh, Coburn in California said, "The Fighter," which I don't agree. I didn't like well, that. I like the Fighter, but I think I the anti-Mark Wahlberg. We know why you didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. it might, no, that, that might have been pre-hatred for Mark, Mark Wahlberg. This is an interesting one. Noah in Rhode Island says, "Fever Pitch," but then Rob from Rhode Island commented underneath and said, "No, terrible." <laughs> Rob does have a point. It is a quintessentially average British film. A very early Colin Firth. British? Fever Pitch? Yeah, oh, there's a Fever Pitch. There's a football oh, film. No, no, no. this is about... Is there really? There's another, is... yeah. It's, oh, there's wait, a Colin Firth who, who one. Who came out Fever first? Oh, well, is, that's funny. This is the one about the Red Sox fans. To oh, me, really? I always, I always thought of, of it as almost like a... a documentary-style oh, TV movie. Oh, you know movie. what this is? It's going to be about soccer on the pitch. Fever Pitch. Okay, no, Fever Pitch came out in 1997. Oh, our Fever Pitch, the real one, came out later. Yeah. yeah, so we literally copied the name. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's embarrassing. Well, they both sound very average. Yeah. <laughs> the other one is absolutely average. Jeff from overseas uh, says The Sandlot. Did he say overseas, or are you just simplifying it for the rest of us? I'm simplifying it for the rest of us. <laughs> Where overseas is he? I don't remember, oh. <laughs> but thank you for your service. <laughs> and thank you for agreeing with me that The Sandlot is fantastic. Uh, Ivy says Forever Strong. Forever well, Strong. She was actually just describing the podcast at that point. Forever Strong. Donald, that? I don't know. Actually, Forever Strong. This, what? Uh, a rugby player is put know. up in a juvenile detention center. There he plays for the Highland rugby team. And also he plays against his father in the national championships. A classic father-son rugby story. Yeah. Mm. With lots and lots of Americans. You've seen one, you've seen them all. <laughs> what about The Longest Yard? Oh, uh, yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah, I like Longest Yard. Gridiron Gang. Gridiron Gang uh, is another good one. Is that The Rock? Yeah, it was. Yeah, early Rock, right? Donald in Utah says Field of Dreams, which is one that came up a lot. Yeah, this is would definitely be on the list for me. I didn't quite fit our criteria. It kind of feels like in the same realm as um, Jerry Maguire and Moneyball. Yeah. Not really based around the sport, but it's a great, great film. Yeah, it, it is a great film. It's a little... Sl- Kevin Costner movies can be taxing to me. Oh. Kevin Costner sends his apologies. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, does he really? Oh, I appreciate <laughs> wow. that. Thank you. All Dave, right, Kevin, they're okay. David Massachusetts says Angels in the Outfield. I like that one. That's a, that is a great I one. I can't believe you never even heard of it. No. I, well, it's one thing to have never seen it, but a movie that has... Donald Glover, no, Danny Glover, maybe Donald Glover as a very young child. I don't think so. He wasn't even conceived yet. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Tony Danza, Matthew McConaughey. I mean, it's a really good film. Oh, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. I was about to say say Lloyd Christmas. Lloyd Christmas, isn't it? (laughs) That's a great one. Jim Carrey as Lloyd Christmas in Dumb and Dumber. Kind of in that same theme, Tim in Maine says Air Bud. I hope he's joking. No, everybody was good. All the pudding cups. We've talked pudding about this. Pudding cups. <laughs> it is funny. I, I, I was. It was remarkable that you also. That's yeah, all I remember about my it, take away. pudding cups. I mean, it spurred a franchise, as we've already talked about. The pudding cups. <laughs> Airbud. <laughs> uh, and then, I mean, a, a, another one that came up a lot was Space Jam. I mean, you can't argue with the fact that Michael Jordan took on the Monstars and saved the Toons. Space Jam is a very nostalgic film that I remember loving. But you do go back and rewatch it now, and you're like, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> it holds up for me. 
Uh, so the last set comes from Caroline, who's a coworker of mine, and her husband, Keith. And, uh, and so they said, Mighty Ducks 2, The Little Giants. So Mighty Ducks 2 over Mighty Ducks 1, is that better? D2? I feel like D2 might have been better, actually. Yeah. yeah. I think it was. D2 so, was very good. D2, Little Giants, Cinderella Man, which is one I liked a lot, Russell Crowe. Uh, and then Seabiscuit, another one I liked a lot. Yeah, another one was in contention. And Field of Dreams. Again, I would have that on the list. Yeah. I did quite answers. a our criteria, but oh, that's a great film. All good answers. Mm. They are all good answers, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I thought um, Rodney was just going to say, they are answers. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're, all, they're all good answers. I, I um, What was the first one again? Be nice to Caroline. She sits right next to me at work. I'm, I'm going to try and get you in trouble with Caroline. All right, so thank you, everyone who uh, chimed in on those uh, that topic on Facebook and also Twitter. We're at Down the Hall Guys, and then you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. We really appreciate you guys, uh, you know, giving your answers. You can also go to our website, downthehallpodcast.com, and continue to provide answers if you think that we missed one of your favorites or you think that we reordered them in a way that you didn't quite agree with. But uh, we're going to get back to the list. So, Rodney, actually, so Lyndon, you have number three. So number three, a very popular choice from our listeners is Rocky. We went to the, Rodney and I went to the Rocky statue in Philadelphia last summer. Nice. I also walked up the steps, but I did it on a time-lapse video, so that way it looked like I ran up the steps. Clever. Yeah. Oh, wait, we, we, t- we sent a picture of that to you, didn't we? do 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 That's part of the music. <laughs> I know You that. get it? I'm a... <laughs> Did you get it? Did it land? Well, you're you're not American, so I figured you might need some help. <laughs> so Rocky is the uh, the ultimate boxing film uh, for me over over Raging Bull. It um, really set off a great fr- franchise, which kind of had a new uh, lease of life for Creed recently. It's it's the ultimate underdog story. It's uh, written by Sly Stallone as well, and it really set. Um, this kind of film is almost like an indie drama to begin with, really low set. And he's got a really like awkward and interesting relationship when he first meets Adrian at at, at the pet shop. And the... The it's classic c- place to meet women. Yeah. <laughs> the pet shop. It's, hey, it's he, not a bad well, place. Rocky ends up buying two turtles he doesn't really want. That's true. <laughs> so who really come out on top? <laughs> yeah. And the, the ultimate showdown when he gets his chance to go the distance with Apollo Creed and the ending is still a surprise how it ends is is still brilliant and it is there's no denying it is the ultimate underdog kind of sports film it definitely is I mean it's the original to me like sports montage it's you know the idea that he wrote it and directed it as not being an established anything yet right Mm -hmm. and that they did the thing where he didn't actually win at the end which I think the the, stereoty- bold, yeah. the stereotype and the trope would say, oh yeah, he he's the underdog and he wins at the end, right? And I I mean, obviously, all the movies that came after it, I think we would agree that some of them are really good, others were just okay. And I do agree that Creed is a really good like Creed's step back great, into but, the franchise. And what what the Rocky franchise has done is it's invented the almost the great training montage. Even if you don't like Eye of the Tiger and Clubber Lang that much, which I love, the training montages are amazing. They are. Also, just a fun fact, Lyndon, uh, Rocky, was he named after Rocky Marciano? Or is there any uh, connection there? Yeah, it was inspired by the name Rocky Marciano. Rocky which... Marciano? You know where he's from? Boston. Brockton, Brockton Massachusetts, where you are where right you're currently now. currently sitting your tush. That's right. <laughs> 
How do you feel about that? Well, I'd rather you leave my tush out of it. Do you know? Do you know who Marvin That's Hagler is? That's for you to decide. Do you know who Marvin Hagler is? I don't know. Did you like to haggle? He's a bo- He's a boxer. <laughs> what were you going to say? The boxer. <laughs> he's a boxer. Also from Brockton. He's also from Brockton. And who else is from Brockton? You guys. Us. <laughs> My dad. <laughs> the city of champions. That's what that's what Brockton is considered. Is it a city? Yeah. It actually is, yeah. That's unfortunately. How do you define a city? I don't know. I don't know I don't who decides that. What's a town? What's a I city? I don't know. That's its population size. Is it? Yeah. It's not a capital. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number two, Lyndon. Uh, so number two is a very popular choice. Two of us here have given it. Uh, 10 out of 10 we've done a previous episode on it it is warrior so it came out in 2011 it is pretty high on the list considering it's not necessarily a very popular sport so it's like mixed martial arts but the as we said on the episode we've done a whole episode in it the emotional investment you get from the two characters the scene in the hotel with the dad the actual build-up of the whole competition and some of the the, the, the tap outs joel edgerton gets up is brilliant and it's directed by uh, Gavin O'Connor, who also directed Miracle, and I think Warriors a much superior film to Miracle, and you can see he kind of learned his trade with Miracle to then come out and make a much more emotionally invested film. Two-sided story, yeah, exactly. More, yeah, more, exactly. more complete. It's story. more complete. You're like you're rooting for both sides. It's it's much yeah, much more two-dimensional. You see it from both sides. There's mm-hmm. no like mysterious Russian villain who doesn't really speak with their massive eyebrows. Yeah, it's, it's really it's Koba. <laughs> I do actually have a problem typically in movies where I feel like someone is cartoonishly villainous because yeah. I just think there's very very few people in the world that that are that cartoonishly villainous that that have no have no rooting like no ability to root for them in my opinion. True. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just I, I genuinely believe that and that's true but as we go back and listen to our warrior episode we um, we gush about it a lot it's a great film 10 out of 10 for me and me happy great to have film. it number 2 so what could possibly be number 1 what could be number 1 uh, let's count back 10, from, 10 to 10 to 1 million dollar baby coach carter happy gilmore karate kid miracle cool runnings i Tonya, rocky warrior and number one, if we didn't have it on the list, I feel like there'd be an outrage. Maybe more so than Raging Bull. Maybe more so than Caddyshack. Would be Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans is a is a Disney movie that holds up. I think one of the things we figured as to why it holds up so well is because when it came out in the '90s, it was set in the '70s, so it doesn't feel dated because it had already intentionally dated itself. Wow, was it the '90s? I think so. I think the it was the '90s. 90s. Yeah, and to me, this is one that. We talk about rewatchability. We talk about humor. We talk about drama. Two thousand, well, two thousand, but still ninety nine, yeah. two thousand. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So we, you know, this is one that when we talk about rewatchability and humor and drama and great cast and you know believability, obviously it's a true story. But they rope you into the individual characters themselves too. They could have made it just about Denzel and just about the coaches, but you get to know so many of the players in a way that's like really great. I mean, I think you you genuinely care for the individual stories of the players as well. Yeah, really well-rounded characters, but like you said, it's not like um, you know, the there's a lot to each of the sub-characters. So like every scene that has different there's a lot of variation of who's in different scenes and what story is being told, but I feel like all of them are important and all of them are, you know, really enrich the movie. 
Yeah. When we were putting get together the list, this was the easiest number one we've had to come up with. Yeah, we started with it right away. Yeah, it's such a... Any, I'm a big fan of Denzel, and I think any film he's in is worth watching, but he's so good in this. And again, this when I first saw this, this was a story I didn't know anything about and absolutely loved it. And it's, as we said before, the rewatchability of this film is so good. And it's one of these films, every time you watch it, you get your hair stand on end, you get those shivers. It's such a great finale, an emotional kind of climax of the film. How how did you balance um, watching this this movie and not knowing anything about the sport? <laughs> what a weird way to play rugby! <laughs> yeah. What are these guys doing? What is all these putts? Why are uh, they so much more athletic? Oh wow! It's like they've taken my sport, rugby, and just made it more refined, more refined, and more pads. Um, yeah, which wow. means that you can hit harder. hundred percent. Does it? Uh, yeah, they've done sports science on it. Yeah, all it's, right. It's, show me the paper. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> it's like by a factor of ten. Just so you know. It sounds like you're just making up stats. Significantly more concussions in football than there are in rugby. Yeah, take that, Lyndon. We have more concussions than you. <laughs> yeah. Our brains good. rattle around when we play. Good, good, good for you. Uh, <laughs> Good to know Americans have got brains. <laughs> what? You don't have to have a, a smart brain to have a concussion. You realize that. You are a doctor, right? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> For children. Yeah. So it's like a lower lower level, right? Yeah. <laughs> they get concussion all the time. <laughs> they, 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 go, they go, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't treat like adults, but we'll let you treat kids, I guess. Yeah. All right. So those are our 10. So like I said, you know, let us know if you disagree. Um, Definitely a fun one to talk through. There's so many to choose from, so many good ones that we left off. I think when we're talking about golf movies, whether we, you know, we said Happy Gilmore, and a lot of people would have said Caddyshack, but I think Tin Cup is one that people talk about too. And you can say that for any of the sports we talk about football, baseball, you know, boxing. We said there was a number of options. So I guess the only way we can really end this uh, is asking ourselves what is one that we wish was on the list that we didn't add? So individually, uh, Rodney, why don't you tell us what yours would be? I'm sure there's a lot that I'll think about later, but um, I feel like Eddie the Eagle was a really interesting movie um, that was featured. I, I don't actually know. It was a, based on a true story, but I don't remember the name of the person. But what is the... Uh, well, I think his name was Eddie. Yeah, but like, I don't know the, his last name. <laughs> but. The Eagle. But I, is it... That's the... Um ski like uh long yeah jump? long yeah ski long jump uh ski long jumper who he really wasn't he was almost self-taught how to do it he was like looking at it and basically decided that he wanted to do it he didn't have any of the um you know history prestige or anything to to have anybody consider him actually capable of doing that but in any case uh it was and Hugh Jackman plays a disgruntled coach yeah yet again you yeah. got you've got kind of the trainer the once great trainer come back yeah. to to Eddie teach somebody. Eagles, it's a really it's a great film it's shown like anyone could do anything yeah right you know, they, and it's but, a true story too and it kind of it kind of has a feel of cool runnings yeah, yeah it's yeah, a cool runnings so. yeah it does and, have a cool and his legacy feel. is they changed the rules <laughs> oh that's right yeah, yeah, yeah his yeah. legacy is they changed the rules to make it more difficult to do ski jumping right and wait and well, yeah what what did they change? They changed it to like a minimum jump you had to achieve. Oh, that's that right. Yeah, there. right, right. And he, yeah, so it was it was basically like somebody who was trying so hard that they realized that they weren't going to be able to keep this person from 
attempting or trying yeah. to do this sport that he wanted to do. To the point where he's nearly killing himself. Exactly. And so, um, but he didn't even let that stop him, right? <laughs> I think mine would have been the Sandlot. Uh, I mean, Sandlot is, to me, one of my all-time favorites anyway. I guess you can make the case that it's more about kids and nostalgia and just like neighborhood fun. And it just happens to be that they play baseball sometimes in that. But to me, it's still centered on baseball. It's still centered on the whole idea of the sport. And that, to me, would be one that, if I were making my own individual list, it would be near the top. So I think I've mentioned Field of Dreams quite a lot already. But one I'm going to mention now that I probably like more than you two because I don't understand American football was uh, Any Given Sunday. Which is uh, there's so many other better football movies than Any Given Sunday, I think. But Any Given, I just remember watching Any Given Sunday as a teenager, just thinking it was great, uh, not for the right reasons. And like Al Pacino's speech is still amazing. That'll give you. Yeah, it is. It is still amazing. Um, there is a <laughs> scene. There is a scene where someone gets hit so hard that their eyeball and like whatever is attached to the eyeball. Because you hit really hard. I think that happens. I thought that happened every game. <laughs> Right. Ten, I, I ten saw that. Factor of ten. I was I was probably like ten or twelve when I saw that and I thought, that doesn't happen. That would never happen. Like so like to me again, like how many people do you have on a movie and no not one person was able to say like guys, I think the eyeball's a bit much. <laughs> guys, do, do you think with we could break, over the line a bit. We there. could break a leg. Well, maybe maybe that was the second attempt. Maybe the first attempt was the first cut was the head <laughs> pumped up. Like maybe we just do the eyeball it down, <laughs> like in Little Giants. Actually, Little Giants. Yeah, I was going to say that one might. I think maybe that was when I drew a blank. I think that was what I wanted to say. Is I think Little Giants might be one of my favorite sports movies. So as I said, Al Pacino in uh, Any Given Sunday uh, has a great inspirational speech, and it's a, a great theme of. Um, sports films they have these inspirational rousing speeches so i've got a little quiz for both of you oh. with uh if i give you some inspirational quotes can you name the sports film yeah let's do it let's go you ready uh, are we, are we this is a joint effort rodney and i together yeah i think we'll go joint effort all right so okay. Game. Yeah. <laughs> okay so the first quote is the inches we need are everywhere around us. That's any given Sunday, Al Pacino. Nice. Yeah. Well, actually, let's make it a competition. Rodney's winning. How do you feel about what? that, Chet? I, I just deferred <laughs> to him. I, I knew that that was a... Okay. He deferred to me. That's weak. Okay. No. I, I, number two. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Coach Carter. Oh, nice. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Well, Maya Angelou, but Coach Carter. So you didn't have to see Coach Carter to know the quote. <laughs> It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving Rocky forward. Rocky Balboa. Nice. How do you feel about that, Rodney? I've never seen it. <laughs> uh, seven minutes. Defense, defense, defense. This is it. This is our destiny. Oh, uh, oh. Um, is that Remember the Titans? No, you no, think it was. No. We have mentioned it. Uh, I said how terrible it is. Invictus. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> He's both disappointed. Yeah. Oh, good. Forgettable uh, film. I've never seen it. Yeah, although the, the, don't, the, don't see it. Although it does lead to a great joke from Dinner Dinner for Schmucks when Steve Carell sees a picture of 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 uh, what the freak is the, the person the actual I, person know, I, I did kind of like Morgan Freeman. No, no, no. But he sees the actual picture of, of Nelson, Nelson Mandela. Mandela. He sees yeah. a picture of Nelson Mandela and says, "Oh wow, a picture of you and Morgan Freeman." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think those movies came out like right around the same yeah. time. Anyway, next, next. Put each other in your hearts forever, because forever is just about to happen. Boys, my heart is full. Friday Night Lights. Nice, yeah. 
Which is one you guys want to push for. Was well, it? The, I, I really like the movie. The show especially is incredible. The movie is pretty yeah. good. Because then he then he then says a variation of what is the catchphrase in the show, which is clear eyes, full heart. And mm-hmm. Billy Bob yeah. Thornton in the movie says something similar, not quite exactly. Like yeah, I th- yeah, I still, I think the movie to me was probably a better depiction of football. Yeah, which is yeah, it's probably too realistic, yeah. which is probably why I didn't enjoy it as much. Yeah, right. yeah <laughs> I, I think I can probably agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what losing sounds like. That's a tough one. That uh, I'll give you some options. So options: Friday Night Lights, Moneyball, Rocky Two, or Miracle. Miracle. I think it's uh, okay. I guess it's Moneyball. Apparently, I was about to say it's what Brad Pitt. Yeah. Okay. But I don't actually. I didn't know. Not that definitively, obviously. This one's this is a good one. It's an easy one. How you play today from this moment on is how you will be remembered. Gladiator. <laughs> what you do now echoes in your turn. Miracle. Uh, how you be remembered? Yeah, I thought this was Remember the Titans, but it's not. This is it not Miracle. No. Uh, is it Glory Road? <laughs> no. It does star. It's one we haven't mentioned. It does star Matthew McConaughey. We are Marshall. Yeah. We are Marshall. Dum, ba, dum, ba, dum, <laughs> so I haven't heard of that one. Tell me more about that. We are Marshall? We are yeah. Marshall. It's That's the story a, of a college story. football, uh, co- an entire college football team that died in a plane crash. And then it was how the coach had to come in and, like, with a bunch of new players rebuild. Yeah, and, like, walk on the and... entire program. Well, it was, yeah. It was really, really actually really oh, good okay. story. True story. Cool. All right. This is a good one we should get. You don't knock him out. You don't have a home. Oh, Warrior. Yeah, nice. You don't lock them out. You don't have a home. It's such a good one. They've been here before, so they're not going to give it to us. We've got to go out there, and we've got to take it. Miracle? No. No. It's one you just mentioned that I haven't heard of again. We are Marshall? No. No, we've just done that one. (laughs) Oh, you did say we just mentioned it. You did just mention it. Uh, Glory Road? Yeah. Tell me about that one. That's another true story, and that's Uh, the, the coach who... Who actually was one of the first it was, uh, first schools, Texas Christian University, TCU. Yeah, like, was it TCU? I thought it was West Texas. Yeah, but it, it became so TCU. Oh, it became TCU. Um, and it was the first one of the first colleges to uh, have uh, African American athletes start yeah. in their you know play for their team. It wasn't that their entire starting five was African-American. their entire starting five was, but not their whole team was, but their entire starting five was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never had it to win, did I? This is your time. You take it. I had my time and blew it. You have to. John Candy, Cool Runnings? No. This is... That quote is said... Oh, sorry. Siri, tell us what it is. (laughs) That quote is said by Christian Bale. Oh, the fighter. Yeah. (laughs) Your favourite. If we play them ten times, they might win nine. Not this game. Not tonight. Miracle. I'm sick of hearing how good the Russians are. (laughs) Okay. All I want to do is go the distance. Uh, Mark McGuire, the baseball player. If that, <laughs> I think it was <laughs> if that bell rings and I'm still standing, I'll know for the first time in my life that I weren't just another Cinderella bum from the man. neighborhood. <laughs> oh, yeah, Cinderella Man. The right, right sport. Mm. It's all about going the distance. Southpaw. <laughs> Rocky. Oh. Haven't we done Rocky that, already? I, I haven't seen it. No. I we had, we had Rocky, Rocky Balboa. Oh. Different. Okay. okay. You make sure they remember forever. They remember the night they played the Titans. Oh, Titan. Yeah. You blitz all night. <laughs> I love Denzel Washington. 
Isn't that? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think so. And that's a small part. That's it. That's all we got. Nice. Mm, how do we do? I think Chet just won. So that means Rodney needs to do a voice. Well, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to have Rodney do the voice of the week, asking our listeners to give us a five-star rating. And our voice of the week is Rocky Balboa. So Rocky Balboa has been beaten up a good amount, right? Like professionally? Or just in life. Like the actual actor, also Rocky, like that's a person that's... And the number of hits he's taken to the face. He's taken a lot He's got... A, a lot, lot more than concussion. And the the thing is, before he was even a boxer, I feel like he he spoke a certain way, but now that he's really beyond hope or repair, it's it, it's, it's really sad because I heard him trying to speak. I, I recorded him asking for an iTunes review, and guys, I I don't think it's playable. I don't think we you can should, use you it. You should play it if he asks us, if he asks the listeners for an iTunes review. Let's, we have to play. Let's it. not disappoint Rocky. end with you saying the name of the person. Yeah. <laughs> this is Rocky Bumble. My head hurts. Please give down to all guys a five-star review and please bring me more Advil. Guys, I really don't think it's a good idea to play that. <laughs> uh, well done. I knew you were good. Uh, well done, Rodney. Another good voice for, for the week. Um, that, that wasn't Rodney. That was a recording of. Yeah, okay. that was not. Oh me. yeah, my mistake. Yeah. I left people the room. People thought that I made. Jeez, that would be. Yeah, that, definitely. I'd be not really Rodney. concerned if people thought that I made that voice. All right. Well, anyway, you can find us on Twitter at Down the Hall, guys. You can go to Facebook and you can follow us on Instagram as well. Go to our website, downthehallpodcast.com. You can find us on TuneIn. You can find us on SoundCloud, Google Play. Of course, iTunes. Actually, say Alexa, play "Down the Hall Guys" and it podcast. Works. I think you might have to throw in podcast. I, mean, I don't know if there's an artist named "Down the Hall Guys." There's another "Down the Hall" podcast, and it's a law podcast. But doesn't matter because Alexa knows that we're the real one. She knows we're the OGs. This is Rodney. That's Lyndon. We're signing That's off. Till, we're signing off till next week. That's Rocky. Uh, yeah.